This program is brought to you by the Living Church Boise. Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. And Lot's like, oh no, really? No, please don't do that. But the angel's like, no, we're going to burn this place up. You need to leave. So in the morning, the angel's like, dude, get out of here. The angel has to hold his hands and drag him out. And it says in verse uh, 17 of Genesis 19, as soon as they'd brought them out, one of them, that's the angel, said, flee for your lives. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. Go away. Just leave everything and run. Leave all your abundance. Leave all your, you know, legacy that you worked hard for and run because God is going to destroy this place. Get out of here. Don't turn back. What happens? Verse 26. But Lot's wife looked back as she was following behind him and she turned into a pillar of salt. Now, it doesn't say why she turned back. Okay. A lot of assumptions are made, like with her name, of why she turned back. But I'll tell you this. Every time I turn back on the Tuesday or a Wednesday after a great Sunday, it's because there's a gnawing at my conscience, there's a gnawing at my flesh to run after the appetite of the world, to run after the desires of the world. And she turns back and she's killed. I was reading an article about um, an earthquake somewhere a long time ago and they were excavating, um, you know, and they found this, this woman um, who is just like, you know, saved, preserved. And she's running towards the city gates. Her feet is pointing that way, but her head is turned the other way and her hand is reaching for a bag that supposedly had pearls in them. And so she's running, but she's like, I want to grab my belongings. I want to grab this, this. Maybe someone dropped it while they were running and she was like running after that. And it's crazy how sometimes we run after the appetites of life, but that's really running after death. And without Jesus in the picture, that appetite that you have for life, to desire to, to, to drive and to, to be better at what you do, you will not find fulfillment in it at all. You see, a question that I oftentimes go back to when I feel like I'm running after the appetites of the flesh, after the appetites of the life, I want to be someone big. Ask myself, who is it, Joel, that gave you life? I want to ask you, who is it that gave you life? Well, it's Jesus who gave you life, right? And the second question I ask myself is, do you not know do you not know that he knows you so well? Like, do you know that he knows you so well and he recognizes your appetite? He knows your appetite. He knows your desires. He knows your passion, your vigor, your, 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 you know, your drive to, to what you want to achieve. He knows that he, in fact, he's the one who put it there. He's the one who created you with that drive. And then I ask myself, why do you argue with God about what's best for you? Why do you argue with God about what's best for you? How many times we sit and we argue with God because of our appetite and then we end up rejecting God, we go our own way. We make our own plans. We put our own dates. We put our own, like, like what the disciples did, man, you know, like casting lots to find the next disciple when God just said, just wait, just wait. How many times our appetite is so strong, it's so big that we end up jumping the gun then we have no um, humility to say I was wrong. And then we argue with God and Solomon's going to say um, in the next verse, in verse 10, whatever has come to be already has been named and it is known what man is and that he's not able to dispute with the one stronger than he is. Listen, you can't argue with God and win. Job found that out. Yes, be honest with God, but you cannot argue with God and win. You cannot say, God, you don't understand my appetite. You don't understand my passion, God. You don't understand how much vigor I have to do this thing. And it's for you, Jesus. What? Don't you care? I'm doing this for you. God's like, listen, I put that passion in you. But if you don't submit and surrender to me, if you're not listening to my plans for your life, no matter how good you can make it look and all your church will applaud it, your pastor will applaud it, but I will look at you and say, you were not a faithful servant. You ran after your own appetites 
and you didn't listen to me and because of that you will not have any fulfillment I want to talk to I want to prophetically to someone who's listening right now you're running and chasing your own appetite you're not listening to God sure it looks right in the eyes of the world it looks right according to the way you're twisting scripture but you're not listening to the Lord you need to repent because if you don't dude you're never going to find satisfaction and, f- and fulfillment in this life sure you will get a lot of what you worked hard for because like I said earlier hard work will get you what you want but you will never find fulfillment in this life everything that you put your hand to will not prosper it will fail but when you're quick to repent and say Lord this appetite I know it comes it started off in a holy thing but it's really not bearing fruit in keeping with repentance Lord I know I'm running away from what you want me to do teach me to rest in your finished work you know um, Romans chapter 9 verse 20 Paul says who are you a mere human being to argue with God should the thing that was created say to the one who created it why have you made me like this oftentimes I fight with God and the reason why I share this with you is because this is something that God you know kicks my butt about very often I ask God why why do you want me to preach God like just this morning I was saying sometimes I'd rather lick sandpaper than have to preach because sometimes I'm like God I, I don't want to do this but God's like listen I put an appetite in you and you will not find fulfillment until you walk in my ways and I will help you I will give you the desires of your heart I will fulfill this appetite but you need to walk in my ways you need to listen to my timing listen to my rhythm you know Solomon says the more words the more vanity and what is the advantage to man God's word says that you can have abundance but no joy and only Jesus can bring joy God's word says that you can have a long life and no satisfaction because only Jesus can bring satisfaction through his rest God's word says that you can have an appetite for life but no fulfillment only Jesus who created you can bring fulfillment in his provision in his protection and in his favor and Solomon's going to end this chapter with two rhetorical questions and I think it's very important for you to ponder on these don't be quick to answer them the first question is going to be about our present existence he says for who knows what is good for man while he lives the few days of his vain life which he passes like a shadow who knows what's good for man you and I will easily quickly answer Jesus but do you live that way you know that Jesus knows what's best for you but do you live that way do you listen to him before you make your decisions do you run to him do you run to the people who actually hear from God that you trust to say hey man I believe I'm hearing from God can you can you pray and confirm this for me or you just prideful arrogant and you think that I know what God will want me to do before he's told you what to do and you just assume and you walk in assumption feeding the appetites of your life I warn you you will have abundance with no joy you will have a long life with no satisfaction and you will ap- your appetite will only increase and increase and increase but you will not find fulfillment and I would hate for any of you to live a life like this I would hate for me or my children to live a life like this the second question that Solomon asks he says for who can tell man what will be after him under the sun who can tell man what will happen so first question is about the present existence the second is about the life to come now a lot of us as believers we look forward to the day when we'll be with Jesus Solomon was not covered with the blood of the lamb you and I are what a beautiful thing right we know what is to come who can tell man Jesus can tell man what will what will happen to him after you know his life is done on the sun we know what will happen to be absent the bodies to be present with the Lord we look forward to that day in the meantime folks you gotta work hard 
while you wait patiently for him. And our working hard should not be for us to work, to gain his favor, to earn our salvation. Our work should be to find rest in Jesus Christ, to find rest in his love, to find rest in his warm embrace. You need to work hard as unto the Lord. Whatever you do, work or indeed, do it as unto the Lord. That is saying, God, this is for you because I see the abundance you've given me. This is a blessing from your hand. Man, how can I pour it out as worship to you? Please, I want to give you all that I have. Man, I love it when my children, you know, they're little, you know, annoying sometimes. But then there are times when they would come. Like Elijah on his birthday got a, a box of gum. And man, he was so eager to dish out gum to everybody. And I wish that I could be like that sometimes with God. God, how can I just give you everything that I have? How can I give you my time? How can I give you my talents? How can I give you my energy? How can I give you everything I have? Please, God, please, I want to see it used for your glory. Oh, what an exciting thing to watch you pour yourself into my life and then to be able to be used for your kingdom's sake. The present ex existence, God, I want to live for you. The future, God, I want to wait for you. God's word says you can have abundance and no joy. But in Jesus, we can have abundance and joy. God's word says that you can have a long life with no satisfaction. But with Jesus, we can have a long life with satisfaction. God's word says that we can have appetite for life, but no fulfillment. And with Jesus, we can have an appetite for life, a good vigor and passion, and find fulfillment. Wouldn't that be beautiful? I think so too. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, that for some of us, you've held back riches. And for some of us, you've blessed us. But you know what you're doing. For some of us, you've given us all the joys and desires of our heart. And for some of us, you've kept us waiting for many, many, many days, years, months. But in everything, Lord, you know what's up. You know what's happening. You are a father who doesn't have to guess what kind of discipline we need, what kind of training and teaching we need. You know exactly what we need. And we want to trust you, God. So right now, I pray for the believers who are living a Christian life, but it's only a Sunday Christian life. They have no satisfaction. They've said yes to you, but their life has not changed in the area of satisfaction, of fulfillment, of joy. God, I pray that they'll be able to bite into that beautiful eternal donut and just taste your goodness. I thank you, Lord, that your word says, for the kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And maybe we've been swayed by what righteousness looks like and holiness looks like. And we've forgotten what joy sounds and feels like. Yes, Lord, we believe with David that in your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Mary realized that while she was at your feet. Peter realized that when he got out of the boat. Zacchaeus realized that when he climbed on the tree. I pray, God, that the living church will realize that. Father, I do not know what the direct application is to your children who are listening right now, but I pray that you would speak to them, Lord. The direct application of how to live this out now. What does this really look like? To trust you for joy, to trust you for satisfaction, to trust you for fulfillment. Give us the perspective of eternity while we live here in this temporary world. Help us to truly live as those who, who love you and who are loved by you. If there's anyone that's watching us right now or listening later on, you've never given your life to Jesus. 
or maybe you have at some point when all you heard was Jesus wants to forgive you of your sins which is beautiful which is fantastic but you never realized that Jesus wanted to save you so that you can actually enjoy this life he said he came to give life and life in abundance and if that's you this morning I want you to surrender your life to Jesus all over again just be like father I've, I've tried to live this Christian life in a very religious rigorous way and I don't experience the joy that you came to give I don't experience the laughter that your word promises God I surrender my life God, I'm ready for a paradigm shift. I'm ready. I'm ready, Lord, for a paradigm shift. Change. Change the way I think. Change the way I've reasoned. Change the way I've looked at your word. Change the way I've looked at you. Change the way I've looked at the gospel. God, I want to find pleasure in you. Yes, Jesus did die to forgive you of your sins. Yes, Jesus did die to, to, to secure a place in eternity for you yes Jesus did die so that your name can be written in the book of life but Jesus also did die so that you can be perfectly saved by the living in a broken world and find the life that he has for you which is the best place for you to be and even while you walk through the valley of the shadow of death oh man the comforter is with you thank you Lord father as hands are being raised or hearts are being lifted up right now saying Jesus I need you would you pour out your spirit oh Lord please just pour a fresh anointing on those lives Lord God I pray for those that need to repent this morning God I don't know how long we have here on this earth I don't know if you'd give me an opportunity to preach another message but I pray for those who are experiencing the conviction of the Holy Spirit to repent would you please if that's you just tell God I was wrong just tell God I was wrong I was wrong God I was chasing my appetite I wasn't chasing your plan I was wrong I was reaching for the bag of pearls I was wrong I was turning back and looking at my livelihood being burnt I was wrong God you are right I will trust you I will not trust my appetite for this life my vigor my passion I will trust you I repent I repent and I want to I want to encourage you and I want to promise you that like David as soon as you repent there's a blessing that follows as soon as you repent there's a blessing that follows please repent if that's you you've been running trying to feed your own appetite completely with a disregard for what God has in store for you maybe that's you that God's saying flee don't look back don't stop or you will be swept away flee don't look back don't stop or you'll be swept away that's all the time we have for today but we would like to hear from you our address is p.o box 2014 eagle idaho 83616 you can also listen to this message and more on the living church boise app available in your app store 